Hello friends, James Corbett here, CorbettReport.com. Just a bit of an update to this edition of Solutions Watch before we get into the meat and potatoes. Uh, today's conversation is swirling around the concept of YouTube censorship, and I mentioned it a couple of times, obviously, what's happening with my Corbett Report Extras channel, the secondary channel that hasn't been deleted yet. Well, in between the time this conversation was recorded and the time I'm releasing it here today, there's been some wild developments on that front. Namely, the third strike on my backup channel was issued last week. The channel was deleted because apparently YouTube, in its infinite wisdom, decided that my 9-11 whistleblowers documentary violated the YouTube terms of service about hate speech. Riddle me that one. What in 9-11 whistleblowers is hate speech? Well, of course they didn't try to justify that or tell me specifically. They just said, this violates our hate speech policy. Third strike, bye-bye channel. And they deleted the channel. So for a few days, the Corporate Report Extras channel was deleted. And I did mention that on New World Next Week last week. But then, <laughs> then I suddenly get another email out of the blue from YouTube to say, well, we've reviewed our decision and decided that it doesn't actually violate our policy, so we've restored your channel. Uh, keep in mind, I didn't do anything. I did not appeal this. I didn't respond to them in any way, shape, or form. I didn't touch it at all. At all. It's 100% on their side. They deleted the channel, and then they gave it back. But I'm still on my second strike, so at any rate, we know that the third strike is coming. The channel will be deleted. This is not news to absolutely anyone in the audience, and unless and until I guess I just delete all of my old videos and never mention anything about any controversial information ever again, we know that the third strike is coming because you will not get real news on YouTube. If you are watching YouTube for your news, you are doing it wrong. And this is the 8 millionth reminder of that. Anyway, I just wanted to update you about those developments in case you saw them take place last week, in which case some of the things we're talking about here might have seemed out of context or um, weird. But at any rate, it is a weird situation, and it just goes to underline the point of today's guest, Ryan Christian, that YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of these platforms are literally breaking themselves in order to institute their censorship algorithms. This is just another example of that. Having said all of that, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this conversation. Hello, friends. Welcome back to The D Program. I am James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. You're tuned into Solutions Watch. And as you may or may not know, or may or may not care, I have been off of YouTube and in the doghouse and my secondary, my extras channel for the last couple of weeks, sitting out a penalty for my second strike on my extras channel, which is going to be deleted in the very, very near future, I have no doubt. I'm going to attempt to upload this particular video to YouTube because I think it's a particularly important one for the YouTube audience to know about, um, but we'll see how long it lasts, if it lasts at all. I am not holding my breath on that front. Let's see if I can even upload it. Last time I got a one-week strike, I ended up having, I think, two weeks of in the doghouse. I don't know. I don't care. Um, but it, just on that note, if you are watching on YouTube and only watching on YouTube for the 18,000th time, why? And you have been missing some good quality content from the Corbett Report over the past couple of weeks, so shame on you. But <laughs> on that note, let's talk a little bit about YouTube censorship, which we all know by now is happening at an incredible pace and rate and uh, volume. 
and in just increasingly flagrant and ridiculous ways. And in order to talk about that, and more importantly, what we can do about it, we're going to talk today to someone who knows a thing or two about censorship. That is Ryan Christian of the heavily censored Last American Vagabond. So you should be going to his website directly to access his work and finding the links to his various social media platforms, thelastamericanvagabond.com. Of course, that will be linked up in the show notes. Ryan Christian, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure, James. Always a pleasure to come on your show and talk about all the stuff that's going on and all the attacks on us and on and on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. Well, people can look in our archives for previous conversations where you've interviewed me or I've interviewed you on various subjects over the years. Some pretty good conversations there on a number of topics. But today, as I say, we're going to be talking specifically on the censorship front. And um, I'm sure a lot of my audience is familiar with your, your work and some of the travails that you've undergone in this increasingly Orwellian era that we've stepped into. Um, But for those who don't, just give us a little bit of an overview of The Last American Vagabond and the types of attacks that your work has been under in the last several months. Yeah, it's it's been ongoing. And I think even from the very beginning of the work I did, because I don't talk about this because it was before I started the YouTube, but I was even pulled off of AdSense from Google way, way back in the beginning, which is just really interesting because I was before most of this. But it's the last American vagabond.com is a, is a, is a website that's focused on covering the information people don't want covered. You know, what's actually supposed to be journalism, right? That Orwell quote we talk about, right? Journalism is things people don't want discussed. Everything else is public relations. So it's really focused on, on a lot of things around foreign policy, cannabis law reform when it kind of started, but it's evolved quite strongly. And just because, you know, people believe in people like us fighting for the truth objectively, right? That's what it's really about. And it's broadened over the years into something much bigger. And since COVID-19 started, the you know massive illusion that it is, we have dove into this really heavily because I, like I've said, I feel that this is, as I think you've talked to as well, this is interconnected with everything, foreign policy, it's across the board. This is a global agenda here. And so we started focusing on that. And, and even before that, by the way, foreign policy, talking about what the U.S. government's been doing around the world, what Israel's been doing around the world, that's been censored aggressively. You know, we had censor, all, all types of different censorship before this, the demonetization, all the things that most people are familiar with, even some censorship on platforms. But really when COVID-19 started is when this plug was pulled, as it were, right? I mean, it was just crazy. And we're watching it topple into one after the other of platforms right now. I've had three YouTube channels removed. Well, I mean, count, it would be two times from the one channel, and then once on my backup channel, all removed. I've been censored on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Tumblr, on Venmo, which just happened yesterday, on PayPal. They pulled the whole thing out, right? You know, it, this, it's, it's a ongoing process, and you can see that it's a multi-platform coordinated kind of a thing, right? And so that's where we are today. And you know what the most part is, James, to start off on a good note, really, is that people are showing us how much they believe in this work. They're so thirsty for the information that they are just coming through in every possible way, going to B.O. boxes and everything. And I think, as you pointed once, almost more so than before. You know, it just shows you how thirsty people are for this. Absolutely right. And I think that's precisely why they are so scared of the work that we're doing, because it is having such an impact and is reaching more people than ever before. And this is precisely why, of course, now we have the White House spokesmen and spokeswomen coming out and saying that we need to censor across all platforms. And if you deplatform from one place, it should be everywhere. They want to stamp us out like bugs. Uh, in their image of what we're doing. So um, that's why, obviously, the support of people out there is more important than ever. But here's the thing. All right, we're 
I, I assume, again, most of my audience is at least broadly familiar with the censorship that's going on. But this is Solutions Watch, so we're not going to dwell on the problem. We're going to dwell on the solutions. And here is what I, I just, I love this idea that you have uh, implemented recently, which is that I, as people know, I'm not going to stop saying what I'm going to say. And YouTube is going to delete my secondary channel at just as they deleted my main channel. I couldn't care. I do, do not give two figs about that. I'm going to continue saying what I need to say, and people who want to hear it are going to have to work for it in a little bit now, but that's the way it is. But, uh, as I say, I don't really care about my channel. I don't care about having access to their control platform, but I love the idea of punching into their information propaganda system after they have outlawed me from it, like an outlaw coming in with an outlaw broadcast to uh, broadcast to the, the mind control dupes who are still getting their information on YouTube. And on that note, you have created something called YouTube Pirate Streams. I'm very fascinated about this idea. Tell us a little bit about this idea and where it came from. Yeah, well, it really started in the beginning with, you know, realizing that they were going to take away the access to this. And that same, I was saying the exact same thing. And, and, and the truth and our content proves that we believe this by our actions, right? That we're going to continue to say what we think because that's what's most important. No self-censorship here. But I realized it was going to happen, and I thought, okay, the, the point that we've been set on this whole time is that there is a value to getting that content in front of the people lost on YouTube. So as a creator, as long as you're not focusing on it, that still has a big value. But for the people just watching, there's no reason you should be on YouTube. Go find it anywhere else. But so I thought, okay, they clearly don't want this on in front of people on YouTube. So I thought, how can I still get this through? So I just kind of randomly threw it out there. I said, hey, guys, if you have any channels that you don't want – like knowing that it's probably going to be completely censored and removed, send it my way. And I thought, no one's going to do that. Like that's a big faux pas in the YouTube world, right? Don't give away your code and your streaming key. And so I I got a flood of people. I was like, oh my, this is pretty incredible. And so I started playing with it. And I said, sure enough, it's like, the, you know, you, you can get the content in there. And they would censor it right away, you know, but people saw it. And so I said, I'm going to, I'm going to make this a thing. And so I just figured, I, I, I it stems off the idea of pirate radio, which I'm sure you're familiar with. And the concept of, you know, counter-establishment, like using, I mean, whether it's the idea of being in the middle of the ocean or just having a, a radio station that's not monitored by the government, you know, getting the information through to people, you know, like take, take Matrix as an example, you know, punching through the pirate narrative into their Matrix, you know, and so I thought, let's call it T-Lab Pirate Streams, started doing that and it just blew up. I mean, I've probably got over 100 people right now that are just that have already sent me information that I'm just like, I'll get to you. I'll let you know when it's going to be time. And I'm just kind of cycling through it. And here's the best part that you'll probably love, James, is that I've been because I keep poking them in the eye with this. I even respond to their sensors and go, hey, how do you like those T-Lab Pirate streams and set and send the appeal every time? And so they know I'm sure they know this, but I've started doing it almost four channels at a time to where I'm simultaneously streaming the broadcast of four different channels simultaneously at a time when they tell me I'm not allowed to be on YouTube. I just find this to be hilarious. And regardless, it's getting the content out there. And I've seen I've seen more more people coming to other channels because of it. Yeah, I, you know, it's been so it's been the better part of 30 years, I'm sure, since I saw pump up the volume with Christian Slater. But this is the idea pirate radio punching in and broadcasting what you want in the way that you want on the controlled platform. Um, 
I know that's an idea that resonates particularly with James Evan Bellotto over at Media Monarchy, so I know <laughs> I know he loves this idea too. I love it, especially yes, because this is this is kind of the vision of the info war that I have said many times. That is not an analogy. It is not a metaphor. This is literally information warfare. It has always been information warfare. It's just extremely evident right now that this is information warfare, and they are playing not playing, they are waging war against you. Uh, it's a battle for your mind, and they are trying to control, and of course, these are controlled, censored, enemy information system platforms that were always controlled. Um, we a- a- enjoyed the incredible freedom to post our material on their censored platforms for, well, in my case, a decade and a half. It was, well, in fact, a lot longer than I thought it was going to last. And we made an incredible difference and reached literally hundreds of millions of people in the aggregate with this information. So yay, awesome. But yes, that time is over, being being able to freely post like that. But we can still punch in and get our message out to the, as you say, the very people who need to see this information the most are the ones who still believe in YouTube and still are have turned to what is essentially the idiot box of the internet. Oh, GooTube, please show me what I should watch right now. We can still punch in and reach the and unlock those minds. So I, I love this idea. Um, as you say, of course, they're aware of this and they do censor these channels, presumably, once they catch you at it. But how often are you cycling through these? How qu- how quickly are they striking them down? Well, to, I try. I literally try to do it every time. I try to do a different channel every time. And and you can art. There's people that don't like that. They're like, how are we supposed to follow it? I'm like, don't watch on YouTube. <laughs> I'm on the same channel everywhere else, you know. And it's just, but the point is not to reach the people that already know. So that it kind of irritates the ones that want to stay on YouTube. I'm gonna jump around to a different channel. But sometimes when I'm busy, I'll just be like, oh, that one hasn't been censored. I'll use it again tonight, which is what I did today. But I, I mean, there, I I can't. I've lost count. There's probably at least 20 other channels that have been censored, like are also like removed. You know, and I've got probably another 10 that have like one strike, two strike. And you know, it's, just, it's hilarious because I know they're aware of this. And I don't think they I was actually more expecting them to find a way to stop this by now. Like I didn't I, I just didn't think it would go on this long. I, like I'm basically using restream and streaming through using multiple channels. So I thought maybe they're going to use restream and try to move my count there. And no, it's still going. So, you know, it's hilarious. I just think it's, you know, the, the problem or the point is it's about reaching all the people that are still there and they're not going to know any better because our whole point of our work is not to keep yelling at the people that agree with us. It, I mean, to a degree, we want to inform everybody. But the most important part of what we do is to reach those people that are lost. That's all it really comes down to, you know. Absolutely. That's that's always been my vision for this work is trying to reach new people. And uh, I think that's going to fall increasingly that does fall on the audience to spread this information to others, because obviously big tech is not going to promote our message to other people just randomly at this point. Um, But this is a great way, as you say, there will be a handy dandy YouTube link for people who are so afraid to venture onto any other website. How could they watch a video anywhere else? Well, here's the YouTube link for you. So I think, again, this is a great idea and it's a nice poke in the censor's eye. It will be interesting to see what they do about this, especially now that we're giving it even more attention. And presumably once I get my third strike and we start the Corbett Report YouTube pirate streams, um, maybe there will be some more pushback against this idea. But hey, let's try it while we can. Um, so I'm very excited about this this whole concept. Um, as you say, your your sort of your YouTube inclined viewership may be a bit 
frustrated by this, but uh, have you gotten any feedback from people who have seen you on YouTube and went, oh, cool, I didn't know this was going on? Yeah, you know, and that's something I keep telling people who think, because, you know, it's easy to fall into the the narrative being spun. I'm convinced that the majority, actual majority, are people that believe that there's something wrong right now, looking at 50.6% still unvaccinated, you know? But there's a lot of people that kind of fall into that and go, no, everybody, we're lost. Look at all the people on the media. You know, and, you, and I show them, look, guys, every single day I'm getting people that email me, and I'm, that's not even hyperbole. Every day someone emails me or messages me and says, thank God I found your channel. I just stumbled across this on YouTube. And that's likely because they didn't throttle it or censor it because they weren't aware at the, at, for this brief moment that this was coming from The Last American Vagabond. And it reaches people. You know, it really actually breaks through. I, I actually think that this is going to get to a point where they treat this like some kind of terrorist act. Like, that's really where I thought this was probably going to escalate to because they're going to act like we're breaking the law or, you know what I mean? And we're not. At the end of the day, I, I looked into this pretty heavily because I was worried, who knows? And if they're giving you permission to use their channel, there's no rule being broken, no law being broken, you know? So I hope you do. We should coordinate. Yeah. Do it together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a great point that you make that we as content creators get to see this, um, but the, the average person in the audience may, may not have any real access or bearing on this. But yes, I receive multiple messages every single day. Oh, I knew, I thought something was wrong. I couldn't put my finger on it. I came across your work. Thank you so much for the work you're doing. It's, it's helped me to understand what's happened. I get that message over and over and over, and increasingly so over the past 18 months. Definitely, there are more people that are hungrier for this information than ever before, and they are finding it. And that's the kind of thing that, it, as you say, it's very easy to get cynical and ah, everyone's a zombie and no one knows. You don't really know what's going on in people's heads, and you're only seeing the public front that people are putting out up because they believe everyone else believes this thing. So I better go along to get along, and it becomes the self-fulfilling prophecy. So we have to demonstrate, no, this is a huge thing, and it is growing, and more people are dissatisfied now than they're probably in our entire lifetimes. So let's uh, let's try to reach those people. Yeah, don't give up hope on that front at this point. Um, as you say, okay, well, I think this is a great idea. Obviously, I'm going to be pursuing it when when inevitably the third strike comes on my backup channel and uh, I'm completely off of YouTube. I won't be completely off of YouTube. We'll be pirate streaming, so we will absolutely coordinate on that. But on the more general censorship front, as I'm sure my audience has at least heard by now, the censorship is expanding, of course, to the payment providers, the payment op uh, processors. As people know, of course, about Patreon, obviously I got permanently limited or suspended or whatever they call it uh, on my uh, account, my Patreon account several months ago. And Whitney Webb and yourself and others have long been ousted from Patreon. But now PayPal, of course, coming for people like yourself and Venmo is apparently the latest. Talk a little bit about the payment processor problem and how you're coping with that. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not it's it's obviously frustrating right i mean it's something that's clearly it honestly it's most frustrating because this is something that's even allowed to happen you know that that these people can actually take you know seize your money and just so people understand briefly and i think high impact flicks actually got it like at the same like a couple minutes away from me probably on the same list of some disinformation coming from some group but it, it's they're clear they say we're going to take your money because of some alleged concern that we won't tell you about we're going to hold it for 180 days and we're going to probably pay some people that we say have grievances with that, whatever you did, as well as ourselves for whatever happened. And we may give it back. Now, imagine if your bank did that. We're going to take all your money. We're going to not tell you what happened. This is a crime, guys. This is an actual crime, you know, and, and, and 
what they ultimately did was grab it and hold it and, and, and act like they're going to just use it, hold it above my head. Now, at the end of the day, it's a, a block for what we're doing. It's frustrating, but it's not going to stop the end, the result of our work, period. It just simply will not. And I wanted to make a big point about that on the other show is it's like, hey, I'm still, it happened tonight. Here I am. I'm still on the show, right? This is not going to stop the work. But it's really about cutting off our ability to fund what we're doing. You know, whether it's Venmo or anything else, which is all happening at the same time, they don't want us to be able to continue to fund what we're doing. And it's just, it's, it shows you what little, it shows you how accurate and, and valid what we're doing is if all they're going to do is try to just like surreptitiously cut away your resources instead of just be like, here's the crime he's committing and we're going to do something about it. You know, it's, it's dishonest at its core. Oh, it's, it's, it's so insidious and, uh, I, I, it might kind of go over people's heads unless they stop to think about it. But yeah, when they, they don't, they don't block you or cancel your account. They suspended, permanently limited your account, which is just their way of avoiding any sort of legal repercussions for the fact that they are actually blocking you from their platform, which you would think you would have some ability to at least know the specific reason why. But nope, they won't even give you that. Uh, they'll just say, oh, it's, you know, you violated the guidelines. Boop. That now you're permanently suspended or limited or whatever they call it. Ridiculous. They're, I mean, look, I, I'm the first person to say I do not, I, I don't want to be on these censorship platforms. So I take it as a badge of honor once they, they censor and get rid of me. But there really does need to be legal pushback against these companies for what they're doing, which absolutely, I agree, is criminal what they are doing, um, seizing your funds. And I mean, let's be real. They are not going to give you any funds back after 180 days. And you will never, they'll never explain it. They'll never itemize it. They'll never say specifically what happened. Unless, I mean, unless some sort of court action is able to force it out of them or something along those lines. It's just, it's absolutely insane. So it is getting more and more serious. And the roadblocks are going up in every direction. And as I say, that is a sign that we are having an effect. They wouldn't be trying so desperately to stop people from hearing what we say if it didn't matter. It doesn't make any difference. We've all lost anyway. Oh, no hope. No, that is precisely what they want you to believe. And that's precisely why they're trying so hard to stop us from doing what we're doing. But it is not stopping us from doing what we're doing. And on that note, for people who are concerned, how can they continue to support you now that you're past Patreon and PayPal and all of these controlled uh, processors. At the moment, we're trying to find as many different alternatives we can, like looking into some of these new, like there's new processors that are for Patriots or whatever. Like there's a lot of things popping up that are, and we're trying to find those. But at the moment, I have the PO box that's listed under every one of my videos. That's probably the safest and most direct way until they cut the bank accounts, which is probably coming as well. But we have, um, I believe it's still at the moment, direct uh, donations that way. We have our cash app, which is obviously not the solution because that's tied to all the wrong people. You know, Venmo was there until they took it away. You know, these kind of things. But right now, I would say outside of the P.O. box, the best way to do it is on the new platform, superu.net. Because there's a tip option right now that you can go on there and send at any moment during any video or just on the channel and send a direct donation of up to $10,000, whatever you want. And the best part is we're this close away from having a recurring tip in that regard where you can be like, you know, here's $2 a month. Then Patreon's obsolete. PayPal's obsolete, right? So that, that's the point. So that's coming soon. But right now, that's where I recommend you go. Awesome. Yes. And on that note, we've talked about the payment processor problem, but also the video sharing um, problem with the increasing censorship. I know you are uh, you're on a new platform called SuperU that some people in the audience may not have heard about. T tell us about that platform. 
Yeah, it's it's a very interesting platform, and it's I've talked about it a couple times on my show. Uh, it's something that I was involved with with driving the creation, not financially tied to, but something that I saw very early on was at least a step in the right direction, right? I mean, and there's you and I have talked about different things, like even going further the cryptocurrency, but and that's that is the direction it seems aimed at right now as well. But it was built with one concept in mind. And this is something I drove as hard as possible, which is being a barrier between the censorship and the people making content. And that's what it is. I mean, it, it, every possible way. Just to put it simply, the people who, and the, who are funding this and creating it have it multiple times done things at their direct expense because it made sure this was more private. I mean, I just who knows if that's happened elsewhere, but I haven't seen it. And so I believe in this platform. And it is there's, as always, things that are having issues. It's a brand new platform, but it is it is all about that censorship free concept. And so I recommend you all check it out, superu.net. It's something that I I use most prominently on my pages as well. But on top of that, though, there's plenty of other platforms as well. You know, Odyssey and BitChute and Rockman. There's a lot of them out there. But it's about using still as many as possible and, you know, diversifying and getting away from the censorship platforms. Yeah, I agree. I'm all about having eggs in many different baskets. The only problem is having to physically put your egg in each individual basket is a problem. And I hope that platforms will start taking RSS feeds and auto-generating channels. But anyway, I am so glad to hear about more and more different ways to resist and get around these roadblocks and to build up something new, something better. That's the point. Oh, please, YouTube, allow me on your controlled platform. No, no, no. We are building something better. And yeah, we'll use their enemy weapons information system platform to tell people, hey, we're over here. This is where you need to be going. So pirate streams, super you, all of these different ways of getting around the censorship. I'm very much supportive of. Very glad to see you out there. As a canary in the coal mine, for whatever reason, you seem to be on the front leading edge of a lot of this, but I'm glad you are there and not giving up, and I hope people will support you. Uh, again, this work does not happen if people don't support it, and it's getting harder to do that, but that just shows, again, that we are having an effect. So, Ryan Christian, thank you for doing what you do. I hope you will continue to do it and live long and prosper, as they say. On that note, I think we're going to leave it there for today. Ryan Christian, lastamericanvagabond.com. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, James.